Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick, and for the first time in D2C Podcast history, we're asking, is the future of D2C free? We're diving deep today into the cool blue ocean of free water, a revolutionary concept that turns bottles of water into advertising impressions. This allows CEO and founder Josh Clifford's to offer bottled water to the world for free. Free 99, as Kanye would say. So today you can listen as we dive into exactly how this advertising model works, along with the partnerships on the affiliate and distribution side that Josh has planned to grow this new model of free e-commerce. He'll go a little deeper and you'll hear his vision for a free Walmart where every product on the shelf is offered for free, but with ads. This is a first for the D2C podcast to have a free product on there, but it's still definitely an interesting advertising product. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. On with the show. I actually found that it was only five to seven billion to end the global water crisis permanently. It made me think, well, why hasn't this been solved? Maybe the world doesn't want to solve this. It's not in Coke, Pepsi, or Nestle's interest to solve this because they want to sell bottled water for 50 bucks a bottle one day. At that moment, I was like, okay, make saving the world as simple as eating a free slice of pizza. Who would say no to a free slice of pizza that saves a life or donates to a cause? Free water is only the beginning. It's just the first product of our future free supermarkets. It's a new type of media and e-commerce platform. It's just a completely different, radical, out-of-the-box solution. And the world's really been getting behind us, which is really cool. Thousands of people have jump-started their TikTok content strategy using Coley's TikTok Creative Brief template. That's because it has all the steps for successful creator collaborations and best practices to create fun and engaging TikToks. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, don't worry. Coley just dropped a brand new version of their popular template filled with even more tips and insights to level up your TikTok game. Head to coley.com slash TikTok to download your free copy and start creating TikToks for your brand that people actually want to watch. Welcome to the D2C podcast today, Josh. Can you start by telling me the why of free water? Uh, Sure. I mean, there's a lot, but uh, the first one is because water should be free and it shouldn't just be free to a few people. It should be free to everybody on earth. And so that would be the main why. And the second why would be uh, we never use plastic. And so... uh, you know, the world's producing a million plastic bottles a minute and only 9% is being recycled. So uh, the point of free water was to make plastic bottles obsolete by giving people today a free water, a plastic bottle of water is always the most affordable option. In the future, that won't be the case. Why? Because we've recognized that BPA is so damaging to our environment, we'll put extra taxes or costs on it? Or why will it become the... I mean, even if you didn't care about any of those things that we care about, it's simply not good to advertise on a see-through plastic bottle. And by the time you spent all the money to put a very fancy shrink sleeve over it that could, you know, have quality artwork on there, you might as well spend the money on a tall boy beer can or aluminum bottle or it's the same price by that point. Do you drink enough water? I feel like even stepping further back, like just keeping people hydrated is another wide way. I just, I feel like there's so few people that actually drink enough water, myself included. I would agree. I'm definitely not drinking enough, um, but I try. 
You try. And it's also alkaline water, I noticed. I, I recently, you know, as most of my stories start these days on TikTok, I came across this weirdo who is obsessed with water. He's a water connoisseur. And he just was going into all the different kinds of, of mineralized and alkalized waters. Why did you make the water alkaline? Okay, so original business model, it was meant to only be alkaline, but as an early stage startup, uh, since we are outsourcing from different manufacturers for both the paper carton and the aluminum bottle, some of the water is alkaline and some isn't. Um, we don't really, you know, we can't be choosy at this point. Unfortunately, we don't have many options to manufacture. There's hundreds or even thousands of white labeled bottle water manufacturers in the U.S. alone but all of them are for plastic bottles. And since that's the case and we're not doing plastic bottles, we're kind of limited to that. And so we do have some choices that are alkaline and some that aren't, all are premium spring water. If you ask me, premium water is premium water. Um, and some of the most expensive waters out there are not alkaline. But if you were to purify uh, tap water, which we haven't done yet, then I believe you might as well go alkaline because you have the choice. I mean, you could you could filter it, you can mineralize it, you could practically choose the pH. And so while today we've just done premium spring waters um, from different ends of the country, we, do, we did make some manufacturer connections for people that specifically say, hey, I want purified tap water and I want to choose the pH. Uh, we also allow that as well. Very cool. So talk a little bit about an ad network, because essentially that's what you've created here. You, you sort of have a, an e-commerce product that has also created a media company in a way. The media is the product. The medium is the message, maybe. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've created a few ad networks. One, I created one that was um, an ad network for mobile apps, where instead of showing ads for other things, apps were showing apps for other apps. And it was part of a tap exchange. It was actually called tap for tap. But our biggest problem was the chicken and the egg problem of having the right people on the app and the right people being, you know, with the ads being shown to. So how have you gone about constructing this ad network so it's valuable for all parties? Uh, a lot of questions and great questions. Um, so usually when you create an advertising platform, everybody has that chicken and egg, you know, situation. How do you get users? Even if it's not an ad supported platform, you create the coolest next social network or whatever. How do you get users? For us, it's different. Um, the packaging is the interface in the future. You know, it's it's a lot easier for us to find users because who doesn't want free spring water that donates to charity? And that so, isn't in a plastic bottle. Exactly. And so for us, it's a little bit different. Um, we like to think of ourselves as a philanthropic ad agency, and so. We're not a beverage company. Uh, when we scale into other groceries, we're not a food company. We just happen to use water and food because what better vessel for advertising than a product you literally need to consume or die. And so we wanted to, the goal behind free water was to make saving a life as simple as drinking water. Um, no need to click on a website, hit the donate now button, swipe your credit card, all the stuff people don't like doing when donating. Just drink water like you do every day. and and you're saving lives. Currently, every 150 free waters we distribute saves a life. And so the goal was just to make it that simple. But yeah, the, the packaging is the interface. It is important uh, being in America or Canada or the UK. One, we have an industry in all three countries that are very unique to our countries, uh, direct mail, the, the, the physical papers and crap in your mailbox. And um, I'm not sure about those countries, but in this country, uh, which was kind of interesting for me when I first started this journey, direct mail 
has pretty much the highest ROI in the USA ad industry at 29%. The only thing that kind of surpasses it from time to time is social media influencer marketing. They say it's 29.5% or 30%. And so that's why it was important for us to launch here. Um, they say in the direct mail industry, the status quo is to send that piece of paper to the person's house 10 times before you could expect an ROI or give up on them. And so even the cheapest piece of paper, the smallest one that I rarely ever see with a stamp in the corner is 40 cents per impression. And an impression is look at it, throw it away, look at it, throw it away. And so cost per 10 impression starts at $4 or at scale, a dollar. And you're gonna look at it 10 times before you're done drinking it. It's refillable, it has a two year shelf life. It makes you happy, which is important. Other advertising mediums tend to interrupt your life they tend to inconvenience you and so like the other day i was watching a playoff basketball game and in the last five minutes of the basketball game there's 500 commercials every one of those commercials deep down inside makes me upset because i just want to watch the basketball game and so what's most unique about this is we're saving them money and we're making them happy and from that feeling of saving money being happy helping the environment donating to charity that's when they should look at the packaging and be like Nike or Apple. Um, from that state of happiness is when you want them to absorb that message. And, and we believe that's the future. So let's back up a little bit. Why don't you just tell me your, your growth journey? Tell me about your, your path to growth. So back in 2015, my wife and I started a nonprofit organization in Europe to help refugees. And during that time, we helped more than 10,000 people. And we spoke to every person we could, and we found that 20% or more of them had left their country because they mainly didn't have water, then food, and a few of them medicine. And so after hearing that thousands of times over and over again, we researched it. It's not something you could Google so easily. It took weeks of research, and we found 40 plus million people die every year around the world because of this. But starting with the global water crisis, if you, if you calculate the 800 million people around the world that don't have water, and you divide that by the rip-off price of a retail water well, I actually found that it was only five to seven billion to end the global water crisis permanently. It's such a low number when you think about how much, especially our government spends on a bunch of mainly crap. And so it made me think, well, why hasn't this been solved? And the only conclusion I could come up with was maybe the world doesn't want to solve this. And so if they did, why would they make water a publicly traded commodity in the U.S. futures market? You only make something publicly traded when you want it to explode like oil prices are now. And it's not in Coke, Pepsi, or Nestle's interest to solve this because they want to sell bottled water for 50 bucks a bottle one day, just like any oil company would. And so at that moment, I was like, okay, you got to make saving the world as simple as eating a free slice of pizza. Who wouldn't, everyone likes pizza, as long as the pizza was good, who would say no to a free slice of pizza that saves a life or donates to a cause? And so it took me years to develop this, and then fast forward to today, and free water is only the beginning. It's just the first product of our future, free supermarkets. It's a new type of media and e-commerce platform. It's actually far more profitable than selling goods, which is why it's really counterintuitive. In the near future, and the best possible scenario, we can earn more than $1,000 from a single beverage. And Coke, Pepsi, Nestle, they obviously can't do that. And so it's, it's just a completely different, uh, radical, out-of-the-box solution. And, and the world's really been getting behind us, which is really cool. 
I want to talk about the future of free and a little bit of you know what you just described there. But I'm also just curious from a you know performance marketing mindset, how do these ads perform? Do you have any data on how they perform? What kind of actions they're driving through the the the, um, the QR codes, etc. We, we do, but nothing, the sample hasn't been large enough yet. And so you won't ever hear us saying we guarantee these results until we probably have 10 million, 20 million beverages out because first thing you have to think about with advertising or PR was, was it a good ad? And a lot of times, you know, we rate these ads very poorly and we even tell the advertiser, we recommend to make these changes and they still say no. And so in order to create that right data that we could be proud of in the future, it will have to be automated in such where when you upload your artwork onto our website, we're gonna create an automated system that weighs your ad and it says, guess what, Josh? Um, we give this ad a six out of 10. It could be improved if you have a higher quality photo. Maybe you change the look of it by increasing the, the size of the main image. Uh, those QR codes lead to videos, they're in 720, they're not in 4K or 1080, these videos are too long, such and such. Uh, there's no call to action, there's no special offer on the label. So we recommend you take steps A through F, and by doing that we believe you'll increase the quality of the ad. And so in order to really do this right, we're going to have to create a new type of measurement system that measures the quality of the ad. It measures and calculates the distribution point, and it also marries and measures, did the right ad get into the right person's hands? And it's gonna take a lot and a lot of samples from every type of industry, from hotels to car dealerships to all these different sort of advertising situations before we could really get in there. But what we boast today is uh, we do believe and prove that we will uh, beat out that 29% ROI that direct mail offers um, even at the smallest quantity, which I would never recommend ordering, even at the smallest quantity, including shipping, this is about $2 a bottle. So per 10 impressions, it's still 50% cheaper than direct mail. And what we do boast uh, without any stats is this is the best brand loyalty platform in the USA. It's the only ad medium that's guaranteed to make you happy. And, and free water in general, it... It has very unique features. Imagine um, you're at the airport and bottled water is horribly expensive in the airport. Everyone knows that. And so imagine if your least favorite politician was on a bottle of free water and you got it for free. You're going to be like, I despise this politician, but you just saved me five or ten dollars, which is what they usually sell bottled water for at the airport. I'm happy with that. That's cool. Maybe I'll, I'll give you another shot. Maybe I'll scan that QR code and watch your 30 second video. But now imagine the reverse. You're at the airport and the only bottle of water available is for 10 bucks or five bucks and it has your least favorite politician or company on it. You're gonna be like, oh, I hate this person. And now you're ripping me off on the bottled water. This is the final straw. And so free water has these, these really beautiful attributes. Um, you, you feel indebted to the advertiser or the brand when you get something for free and, and that level of love and respect is really unique when, it, when it's tied into the free product, if that makes sense. And it just being a novel experience. You expect to receive mail in your inbox and you may or may not be looking forward to it. But you know, when you're, when you're creating a net new sort of advertising experience in an unobtrusive way that you're predisposed to enjoy because it's free and quenching your thirst, I can see it being a powerful experience. 
Yeah. Um, so to answer your question from earlier, uh, today in these earliest days, we offer two business models. We have B2B, direct to the business, where we ship directly to the company anywhere in the lower 48 states. And it's on them to distribute it. We also offer direct to the consumer, which a lot of people see on TikTok. And currently, that's only in Austin. Um, by the end of this year or at the latest first quarter of next year, we're going to launch our first free vending machine prototypes here. And then when we get the bugs out of those free vending machine, the software solution, then we're going to start scaling those to every city in the USA. And so big picture, um, right in the supermarket and right from these vending machines is how we'll scale direct to the consumer. Your distribution channels. Uh -huh. So I guess it's a throwback to, to direct mail uh, and to, you know, billboards and things like that in that you probably don't have as much data on the audience or like how do you handle the actual audience data, you know, that an advertiser might be interested in either now or at scale once you have these vending machines in place? So there's a lot of different types of data. And again, um, people underestimate physical advertising especially nowadays when you think mobile this mobile that but when you check the return on investment for facebook or google ads it's less than 10 percent less than 15 percent um, they are cheap and they are effective but people are kind of becoming immune to these experiences and now with facebook and instagram uh, due to their fighting with apple and google you can't target how you used to and so while everybody is going to Web3 and, oh, the future is in augmented reality, and, and I agree, and, you know, smart glasses coming soon and all this stuff, um, the physical ad is really important because when you get one of these waters, unless you chug it, the average person's going to hold on to it for 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, so far, the longest report we've had of somebody holding on to a free water has been nine months before they've engaged and called the number. And... And so that is, it is like this mini billboard that people take with them and it, it's there, you know, and it has this two year shelf life. And so it, it is very unique in those terms. But then once you have it there and it's with them, that's when the call to action becomes so important. If it, if it doesn't have a good call to action, who would ever want to engage it, right? Totally. You're really speaking my language when it comes to, you know, with the newsletter and the podcast, we're constantly working with advertisers and platforms who, you know, trying to work with them on how to make the content really work for our audience the best. And your description earlier of, you know, the, the platform you could build out to have someone be advised as they're creating their ad makes a ton of sense. Um, I just wanted to ask, though, what has been the most effective tactic for getting bottles in hands so far with free water? It's all been extremely easy. Um, we offer targeted uh, marketing for people, advertisers who pay a little bit more. And so if that's the case, we find the third party location for them to distribute at, which is their exact target audience. Or maybe they say, hey, we want this specific event. Other than that, it's it's extremely easy. I mean, most people want something free that donates to charity. So from the consumer side, the question we get asked a million times a week is, what's the catch? And then we explain to them, hey, the catch is that the packaging is it's covered in advertising and we also donate 10 cents to charity. And then they say, OK, what's the catch? And so people just uh, they, they welcome it a lot. And so and so it's literally like, I guess. So that's setting up in places. Is that like essentially that'll be just setting up in a place, literally giving out water bottles based on an advertiser's desired target radius or something like that, for instance. Yeah, um, so today everything's via guerrilla marketing. So we set up shop if it's not targeted in the most touristy and packed, action-packed parts of the city. 
In the summertime, that means we have to bring a ton of ice out. In the winter, people really don't want an ice cold beverage when it's freezing cold outside, so you don't really have to worry about refrigeration. And, and then we just go for it. Um, there's always a unique opportunity to get it into your hands. We are early stage startups. So we have to be scrappy. Um, give you an example. During South by Southwest, we wanted to see how much it would be to park our free water truck and set up a tent in front of the convention center. It was more than a hundred grand a day because they said it was like 80,000, but then we had to pay an extra 10,000 for every brand on the packaging. And we had 25 or 35 different brands, so we couldn't do that. So we literally, parked our free water truck a block away every morning, filled the shopping cart with 500 waters, and just pushed it to the same exact spot and gave out the water in the same exact place where other brands are paying 50 to 100 plus thousand a day, and, and right there. And the police come by and then they ask what we're doing. They realize that we're giving away water that donates to charity, and they just take some smile and walk away too. It's Everybody wants to get behind it. Yeah, you've got that you've got that shield around you of doing something that's innovative and something that you're not, you know, not overtly profiting from in a way you're if not we charging were, people if, for if it. We were if we had a sign that said 5 bucks in the same situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, we ha we have to be very scrappy. Uh, the shopping cart is not the sexiest uh, device to push out a ton of product right now. Um, people are forgiving in these early days that we're just bringing out the ice chest and we don't have the official setup, but they they all are happy since the nature of the product they understand these are the early days but but that's why the vending machines are going to be so huge because in the future um, when you've got a bunch of vending machines in your city it'll be the reverse uber instead of the uber coming to you it's just going to map you and take you right to that vending machine and then you're just going to go and out comes your free snack and i mean who who wouldn't want that I think you might need to change the name of vending machines because vending means specifically to sell. So you need you need to you need to make uh, free machines. Something, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be uh, pretty cool. So we're really excited to get those prototypes out. Uh, at, like I said, uh, next six months or so. Uh, for us, that's gonna be a game changer. Also, uh, the whole company was originally designed to be around boxed water. So this is a 500 ml box, but this whole industry was destroyed by COVID. Um, this this order of 20,000 was supposed to come in at the end of last November. It's finally about to arrive and the industry is finally getting back on its feet after all these supply chain issues. But when this arrives, this will be the most advanced piece of consumer packaging ever created because you've got a TikTok influencer in their account, you've got a Warner Brothers full episode TV show, you've got a film festival, you've got one of the hottest up and coming uh, rappers in Austin, all of his music on Spotify, and also another one of the hottest um, up-and-coming uh, rock stars in Austin, all on social, all stuff on social media and all the music on Spotify, all on a single free beverage. And check out, I mean, if you saw one side, you would never guess what's on the other side. And that's the beauty with repurposing your real estate, I would call it, because everybody knows what a can of Coke tastes like or a can of Pepsi, and you don't investigate it because they all look the same. But when it looks completely different every single time, that warrants a, a curious investigation. And, and that's part of the experience where every time we give someone this beverage, you just look at them. They're just walking away, staring at it, turning around, taking a photo of it to upload it on social media. Um, it's, it's been a really cool journey so far. Wrong size, wrong color, didn't look right in the living room? 
There are hundreds of reasons your customers return products, but returns don't have to be goodbyes. They can be an opportunity to complete the shopping experience. Built exclusively for Shopify, Loop lets you create a delightful return experience to attract and retain more customers. By making it easy for your customers to find products they love, they'll come back again and again. See why thousands of Shopify brands like Allbirds, Chubbies, and Brooklinen trust Loop as their return partner at loopreturns.com DTC. So two questions, what kind of partnerships have moved the needle for you so far the most? And what kind of partnerships do you envision being the most important to your growth in the coming years? So uh, right now, uh, I would call everything that's come to date proof of concept. Um, why? Because even though we've distributed uh, 65,000 beverages and we've got another like 28,000 beverages being manufactured now coming in, since you're doing something brand new, we have to score more touchdowns, more traction, more milestones than somebody who's got a traditional business model for startups. We're the Uber of something. We're the Facebook of something. Uh, VCs, angel investors, uh, whoever, they're used to that. But we're the world's first negatively priced consumer product. You know, because if you get a free water from us, it's 110% off. It's free plus charity, but we still turn a profit. And because of that unique attribute, we have to kind of do more to reach the same traction as other startups. And so what we're the only piece of the pie that we're missing is that major brand like a Nike or Airbnb or whoever you whatever big brand to place an order and be like, that was awesome. The moment that we get that thumbs up, the, the floodgate opens and we've officially, without anybody being able to not deny it, have created a you know, a multi-billion dollar industry here in the U.S. If they might be and listening, so, you know, we, Nike, Nike does enjoy the podcast, a few, few people from that team. So if you're listening and you want to get on free water, you, I, I think it's, I, again, it's just that delightful experiment. It's not going to be the biggest volume play for one of these behemoths right now, but it's, there's probably like, there's, there's all that surprise delight. There's probably press opportunity around it. How has the PR been around this novel concept? I mean, I don't think you could get better PR of making your audience happy while saving lives. I mean, how could you? And so, um, and then big picture, um, where everything's going to go is, uh, you'll see distribution in every single supermarket in the U S Canada and beyond. Um, it's counterintuitive to think, but supermarkets will earn and save more money giving away free water while increasing their same store sales and everything else. And they could while selling other brands. It's just really counterintuitive because it's a different way of thinking. Once that educational, I guess, uh, thought process gets pushed out, then you're going to start seeing it in the supermarkets, you're going to start seeing it in vending machines, and then at full, full blown, the project is on, you know, where it's supposed to be. It's just going to be the free water delivered to your doorstep, also for free. And then once we've got the free water being delivered to your doorstep, that's when there's going to be free soda, free beer, free fruits, vegetables, cereal, and then it becomes a full blown free supermarket one day. And when it gets to your doorstep, then you have all that other delicious direct mail data that you can apply to your actual advertisers and evolve the platform to get bigger and better advertisers. Of course. And so the unique thing about uh, free products or negatively priced products is they enable new ways to manufacture and distribute that aren't possible otherwise. And they all lead to extremely green business models that are efficient. I'll give you an example. Um, one day when we have a micro factory in your neighborhood and you've got that free delivery to your doorstep, 
we could deliver to 1,000 homes in a row because the water is free plus charity. Everybody's a customer. Everyone's going to say yes. And so there's no other company on earth that could deliver any product to 1,000 homes in a row at the minute other than maybe direct mail, right? But that's not a product simply because Amazon couldn't guarantee delivery to 1,000 homes in a row because the products cost money. And so that level of efficiency and cost savings and all of these new types of cost savings across the board from manufacturing to distribution with all these new models, it, the cost savings is just as powerful as the ad revenue coming in on our end. Very cool. Now, we can't, it can't be a D2C podcast without discussing TikTok and organic TikTok specifically. Um, I notice you have well over 300,000 followers, and, and I'm, it's, it's sort of like a match made in heaven for a product like yours, I imagine, this distribution channel opening up where you can get the attention of so many people. How have you approached uh, TikTok, and what have been your biggest wins there? TikTok was pure luck. Um, there was a really cool girl from the University of Texas about nine months ago, and she said, I want to be your TikTok intern. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, I'm going to post a few videos for you. She posted three or four before she quit, and one of them got 50,000 views in a day, and it was just her giving out the water and her trying to pitch it. And it was a decent pitch, but not the greatest, because it wasn't her company. And then um, that one video brought the equivalent traffic to our website of me spending roughly $2,000 on Google Ads, or Facebook Ads. And I was like, wait a minute, we're already giving out, at that time it was just prototypes that said free water. Um, we're already giving out thousands of waters. Maybe I could just get one or two of these interactions on camera and see how it goes. Then very next day, 100K video. Um, and then it, it just started flooding the website from there. And so. The beauty is usually companies, whether you sell a t-shirt or you want someone to download your app, they have a, a customer acquisition cost, the price that it costs to get a new client. With free water, if you get a free water one time, you know you want it for the rest of your life, whether it's water, soda, beer, pizza, whatever. But if you watch a video of somebody getting a free water too, you also know that you want it as well. And some of our videos have scaled to as large as 18 million now. And so it's, it's really pushing out there quickly. And, and so it's a good problem to have. And it's, and it's not rocket science. It's, it's you guys describing your product. It's interacting with the public. I think a lot of people overthink this kind of content, but the people that have done best with it are just honest, authentic, show the process that goes into either making the product or distributing it. And it resonates with people, especially when you've got such a novel concept as you do here. People, people believe what we believe, which is why it works. A lot of people believe that water, food, or these things should somehow be free. Every, most people we speak to, they believe that things could be done in a more environmentally friendly manner. And a lot of people also agree that the food and water crisis and these sort of crises should be a priority that government should be solving versus spending all of our money on wars or whatever. And so when we have the why behind this, like have you ever seen the Simon Sinek uh, TED talk about the why? Yep. And so we have that ultimate why. And when people believe what you believe, it just makes the whole experience of launching a company that much more special because we've gained 200,000 TikTok followers in the past 60 days. And we expect to reach a million within another six months or more. And it's kind of like, I guess today we have like 370K. It's kind of like we have 370,000 extended teammates around the world. And they reach out to us through the website uh, saying, hey, we support you. Sometimes they say, oh, I've got a potential advertiser for you. Or oh, I know a software developer who wants to join. And it, 
it just makes launching a startup a million times easier. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, I think there's there's so much displacement happening in the world right now when it comes to professions and the economy and, and things like that. And I'm always interested to watch these new opportunities kind of spring up. I never thought that it would be advertising that saves the world. But it's interesting to think of it as a model, right? Where it's like, if, you know, people are going to be looking for ways to monetize different aspects of their lives and to offset increasing costs of things. And if, if pizza boxes can start having ads on them or it has me even thinking, could you have a water bottle that's like, like, uh, where you actually have an ad network on individual water bottles network throughout the world where you can send dynamic ads to people. You know, just find different ways. I don't want to bore you with a lot of technical stuff, but uh, we've created about 20 ways to make every type of product you can imagine free. And we've, done, we've nailed that down to two main product categories. Because um, a lot of these ways are just really long business processes, and then there's some really short ones. And so the free water business model, we call this the BVRE category, below the value of the real estate, which means you transform a product's packaging and ad space. It covers the cost of the product, manufacturing, distribution, our donation to charity, our salesperson's commission, and our profit. And this works for 70% of all the products in the local supermarkets. Um, but then we've also created ways that we're gonna launch in the second version of our platform to make uh, phones, computers, Ubers, uh, your next trip to Hawaii, just about everything else that can't be you know, made free by the ads on it, all free as well. And so I would call it a, a free revolution that's in the horizon. I also want to point out that I've also created ways to make all of these things negatively priced and profitable with zero advertising. And so if, if I was like a wealthy individual right now and had you know, 200 million plus to throw in this, we would disrupt the current business model and make a profit giving away free groceries with no ads too. And so there's gonna be a lot of things going on in the near future with products that are subsidized, free, negatively priced. Um, and then people are gonna also solve ways to make this happen with no ads. And all of this is on the horizon, which I think is very exciting. I think we're ready for the new new. I feel like I feel like we're in into the reruns on the current system a little bit. So uh, I'm excited for these these bright rays peeking through. I wanted to ask then if we were to give you a fifty thousand dollar grant, not quite two hundred million yet, but if we were to give you a fifty thousand dollar grant for use to grow free water in the next little while, how would you put that to use? Depending on um, your intentions, because you would be the advertiser, we would get roughly, you know, because shipping is also expensive, but we would basically get roughly 40,000 half-liter boxes of water, or maybe 30,000 one-liter ones, and we would distribute them uh, most likely in New York City because that's the next market that we want to break into. And then on top of that, all of those 10 cents per beverage donations to charity would finance its own small water project in, in rural Kenya. And so that's, that's what we would do. We would really push the boxed water envelope. That industry is still having supply chain issues, so it could take, let's say, four or five months to get those manufactured. And, and then, bam, we would, we would hit that hard. Um, people would go crazy for it. There's a ton of ad space, so we would attach your favorite podcasts, for example, to this, and maybe your favorite sponsors if you wanted to give them a plug. And then we would be able to uh, build a water project. We like doing it in elementary schools or the, the primary school um, when these rural places, because that way you make the school the center of water, which is life. And so, and that's what we would do. And we would be able to give you guys a, a cool plaque for that water project in Kenya. And 
So it would be a ton of marketing, it would be a ton of distribution, and we would get to build our, another project in rural Africa, which that's what makes me most excited. Sounds amazing. Have you heard any of that woo-woo stuff about water having memory? I have. I have. Um, it's, I don't, we don't need to get into it on this podcast, but I, I, I thought that was an interesting avenue uh, of thinking. So, uh, so alkaline water, you brought it up earlier, that came from uh, Japan. It's, it's called Kanjin water. And in the 70s, I believe, uh, they were giving it to you in the hospital. It didn't matter what you came in for. They were giving you this water. Um, then it was, that's how the fad started and came out. Now in Japan, they have blessed water, where people are blessing the water and supposedly putting all their good vibes into it. Uh, but in other places, you also have religious water, too. Like you have the Bible or the Quran or the Old Testament, whatever, like right on the packaging. And Holy so water, yeah. For us in the future, especially when we get into manufacturing, if it increases the, the sentimental value to the consumer, we're going to do it all. Because why not? If, if, if that's what people want and that's what they think is going to make the water that much more valuable to them, it's just going to make the advertiser get that much better of a response on their ad. Yeah, 100%. And if, and if already if the whole project is, is with this, these positive vibes, who's to say that those positive vibes don't go right into the water through the manufacturing process, you know? Of course. But I have seen with a lot of those positive vibe waters – the one um, negative thought I have is I often see them in a plastic bottle that's not BPA-free. Yes. And so it, that could mess up the positive vibe too, potentially. And so let's, let's put that in some bottles that are a little bit better and some packaging that are a little bit better. And, and again, who doesn't want negatively priced products, free products that donate to charity? Um, that's the future. So what do you think, for, for our advertisers listening right now, sort of as a final question here, our, we've got a lot of brand advertisers, a lot of agencies out here. How do you think you know, established brands, other than potentially advertising with you guys, which again, that, that's a potential answer here as well, how do you think brands should be thinking about this free movement you know, in related to their brand that they're likely charging for already? So um, again, there's going to be different types of free. There's that one, the BVRE category, where we could white label over it. And then there's products like my iPhone. You can't make an iPhone free by slapping a Nike swoosh on there. And so eventually their products are going to become free. Whether they intend them to be or not, um, they won't be able to deny it because they're going to get their asking price. And so I believe that they're going to kind of be dragged into this new future revolution. And the ones that are going to do extremely well are going to embrace it and you know, the ones that don't might not do so well. Um, when the dust settles, let's say if it's 10 or 20 years from now and there's free supermarkets across the board in the USA, for example, I still predict that it will be 90% free or negatively priced and 10% as they are today. And I got that 90 and 10 because 90% of people go with free YouTube or Spotify and only 10 pay for that without ad experience. And so... Yeah, it's it's a really interesting question. Um, you also have to think like there's people like Elon Musk that are making these Tesla bots and they're going to he always does what he says, but it's always years late. But let's say five years from now, when if what cars are driving themselves and you could literally buy a humanoid robot who's doing all of the chores for you for very cheap. A lot of people in, in this country and others are going to be out of the job especially with AI as it gets better, even software developers. I would rather hire an AI to code my JavaScript website in a day than the best human because it's going to do better work. And so the real question is, 
what's going to happen to people when a large portion of people around the world are out of the job through automation? I know here in the U.S. we're in horrible debt. I never see us having a universal basic income. Maybe other countries will. I think that free products that donate to charity, or instead of donating to charity, they directly pay that donation to the consumer, are going to be really important. It's going to be important for people to monetize their time. It's going to be important for everybody to share their piece of that value of the data. Tech companies do not share that value with the user today. They just monopolize it. Um, the future is sharing that, um, giving this extra value, helping the consumer. And that immense help to the consumer will pay off in dividends. Thanks for uh, coming on the D2C podcast today, Josh. You are our first negatively priced CPG product. So I am very glad to, to have you on here. I'm excited to watch this free space. It's our pleasure and I'm really grateful to be on your show today. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.